Hi everyone and welcome back to the Arteon Glay podcast. I'm Tara and on this podcast we talk about art, design and culture to help you learn English naturally. So on the podcast you'll hear me talk about interesting topics related to art and design as well as English expressions. Now if you've been listening to the podcast for a while you'll know that I've had a long break but I'm happy to be back here today sharing an episode with you. So what a year it's been for everyone hey it feels a little bit crazy but I feel really lucky because I've been able to still teach and I've been able to leave the home to leave my home and I've also been teaching online which is why I haven't really had a lot of time to make the podcast so I've been teaching almost full-time almost every single day and I'm teaching all over the world so I'm teaching in France I've been teaching in Thailand in Australia in America and I've been doing this all online so I feel really lucky that I am able to do that but I want to make sure that I still try and make this podcast because I know many of you have been listening for a while and some of you emailed me and asked if I was going to be making any more episodes so happy to say that I am making an episode today so a few things that I wanted to share with you while I've been gone is well I've been teaching a lot and through my teaching I've been using videos and real life context examples and a lot of my students have said that they really appreciate being able to watch the videos and to learn more expressions and to test their listening comprehensions so I've also recently learned how to use interactive videos so in future podcast episodes I'm going to use more videos and then we'll discuss some of the vocabulary that comes from the videos in the podcast and then on the blog I'm going to put the interactive video lesson in the blog so each episode will most likely have a video lesson that you'll be able to watch and do the interactive questions which allows you to answer things about vocabulary now I also had some emails from you just asking how I was so thank you to everyone who emailed me it's very nice and I also had a really great suggestion from someone to create a forum so this would allow you some of the listeners to be able to interact with each other so what I've done is I've put a forum up on the website so as a member you'll be able to post responses to questions or post your own questions on the forum and interact with other listeners so I guess it would be up to you to put questions on there and I can interact with you and then other listeners can interact with you as well so perhaps at the end of every episode one thing that I could do is ask you a question and get you to respond to that question and you can use the forum on the website to figure that out so what is today's episode about who are we talking about today well today I wanted to talk about friendships in the art world because a few episodes ago I talked about friendships and foes in the art world and so I wanted to focus today's episode on just talking about friendships and I think we can do this 
by looking closely at the life of one of my really favorite artists, Keith Haring, who had some really important friendships in his life. Now, I spoke previously about visiting his exhibition when I was in Australia last year, when I was in Melbourne, and I saw one of his artworks that still remains in Melbourne, and another mural which was, which was done dedicated to him. Now, in this episode, we'll also learn a few expressions and phrasal verbs, and in the, the blog post, I'll also post an interactive video to go with it. So when you, when you access the, the blog post for this episode, you'll see that interactive lesson. So let's find out who some of these important friendships in his life were. So firstly, who was Keith Haring and what was he most known for? So Keith Haring was an American artist who produced work in a pop art and graffiti-like style. So his work grew out of the New York City street culture in the 1980s. So when something grows out of something, it means that it started or that's where it came from. So we're saying that it grew out of the the street culture from the 1980s in New York City. Now, much of his work included painting messages on the walls of the New York City subway, and very often his messages were political and controversial. So he was definitely known as a bit of a social activist, I guess. For example, one of his most famous walls in New York was called Crack is Whack, Now this was created in the 1980s when it was a time of rampant drug use, so lots of drug use, and the mural served as a warning against crack or cocaine use. And crack and cocaine was very prevalent, so a lot of people were using it in major cities across the United States during the the mid to late 1980s. So he was very passionate about messages to do with crack and cocaine. Now, he was also a very strong advocate for AIDS awareness. And although he lived a very short life, he had a really big impact on the street art scene. And he made a lot of very well-known famous friends during this short-lived career. So what sort of things did he paint? Well, Haring's work grew to popularity from his spontaneous drawings in the New York City subway. So the New York City subway is the underground train station. Now this work included chalk outlines of figures, dogs, and other stylized images on blank black advertising boards. So in a lot of videos of Keith Haring, you'll see him in the train station, trying to do his work very quickly and running in and running out. So after public recognition, he started creating larger scale works Uh, and this included things such as colorful murals and many of them were commissioned also by city councils or various activist groups. So he was really compelled to make public art that would be experienced by as many individuals as possible and that's why his work is very quick also. 
He wanted to be able to get his message out as quickly as possible. And I think he saw himself as a bit of a spokesperson for the people. Now this is why he painted in the subway because he wanted everyone to see his messages. So in October 1986, he was invited to paint the west side of the Berlin Wall. However, this has actually unfortunately since been covered over by other artists. Now many of his murals still exist today and as I said before, one of them still exists in Melbourne. Now there's other murals across the world in places like Paris, New York, Amsterdam and California. So you can still see his work today. Now Keith had a lot of very famous friendships. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about these friendships. He had a lot of them during his career. So in the early 80s, Keith had established friendships with fellow emerging artist Futura 2000, Kenny Schaaf, and also the, the most well-known friendship was with the pop star Madonna. And then he later became friends with Yoko Ono, Claude Picasso, who is actually the famous son of Pablo Picasso and Françoise Guillaume. Now, Herring designed record covers for Run DMC, David Bowie, and he also painted the body of the singer Grace Jones, and he directed her music video and developed a fashion line with Malcolm McLaren and Vivian Westwood. So he seems to have known quite a lot of really famous people. But he had some really influential friends. There were some friends that were really important to Keith Haring and a lot of his work. So in 1983, Keith befriended probably one of the most famous pop artists of all time, Andy Warhol. And I did talk about that in a previous episode. Now, Andy Warhol was also the theme of several of Keith's pieces, including Andy Mouse and Keith, Keith Haring's Andy Mouse is a complete portfolio which depicts Andy Warhol as an utterly cool, larger-than-life cartoon mouse. And it was Keith's homage from one pop artist to another. Now, Warhol and Keith, Keith Haring, shared a really big fascination for icons of Americana. Now, Herring grew up drawing Mickey Mouse in his notebooks and he was dreaming of working at Disney. And then Andy wanted to be Walt Disney himself. So you can see that these two had a lot of things in common. So his friendship with Andy Warhol would prove to be a very fruitful relationship because Andy Warhol supported him enormously with a lot of his projects and a lot more on many of his more famous art pieces. So how did he actually meet Andy Warhol? Well, he met him through the photographer Christopher Makos, who took Keith Haring to, where, to Warhol's studio called The Factory. Now at first, Andy, I don't think he liked Keith Haring very much because he was very distant, because it was difficult for him to be comfortable with people if he didn't know them well. Then in 1983, Keith Haring finally met his idol at the opening of one 
of his solo shows at a place called the Fun Gallery. So they soon started to talk more and then at different exhibitions, they, they spoke as well. And Andy became more friendly with Keith. So they traded a lot of works at that time and they collaborated in big projects together, including the Grace Jones music video. And then Andy Warhol even mentions in his diaries going to the closing party on November the 13th in 1982 of the exhibition at Shafraz and his meeting with Keith. So he documented it. Now Andy Warhol quickly became Keith's mentor and in 1985 they went to Madonna and Sean Penn's wedding together. Now a lot of people want to know what influence did Warhol have on Keith's life and he had a big influence on his life. Keith Haring really was fascinated by Andy Warhol's unique fusion of art and life. I think Keith really saw him as this big larger than life person and he admired his activism work where Andy Warhol challenged consumerism especially in the works of the Campbell soup and the with the prince and Keith was also interested in activism as well so he wanted to be able to send messages through his art which is why he could relate to Andy Warhol and with Andy Warhol's support, Keith Haring opened the Pop Shop, which is a retail store which still exists today in Soho in Manhattan in New York. Now the shop was intended to allow people greater access to his work, which was also readily available at uh, products for a much lower cost. And the shop received a lot of criticism for many in the, from many people in the art world. And Keith was also accused of selling out. So selling out is a good expression. It's a common expression for when somebody compromises their integrity or their, their moral thoughts or their authenticity or the principles in exchange for personal gains such as money. So very often struggling artists can be accused of selling out if they start seeking ways to make money from their art which seems a bit ridiculous to me because as an artist you do need to be able to make money maybe there's a bit of a jealousy thing that happens and people start saying that if you make more money from your artwork you're selling out now Andy Warhol knew very well this feeling of being criticized and being accused of being a sellout so he was able to be a mentor to Keith through this, through this criticism for being a sellout. So Andy Warhol was an absolutely brilliant mentor for Keith and they forged this incredible relationship. So without his support, who knows if Keith would have stayed committed to his desire to make artwork and maybe we wouldn't have seen him grow his audience and show his work to as many people as he could have. So Andy Warhol played an enormous part in Keith's life until something really tragic happened on the 22nd of February in 1987 and this really changed Keith's life forever. Now 
The second of Keith's most influential friends was Jean-Michel Basquiat. Now the first came to learn about each other, they first came to learn about each other, sorry, not by meeting in person, but they noticed each other's artworks on the walls of New York. So each was doing their own artwork. Basquiat created literary graffiti, so writing on the walls. And Keith Haring created these lively subway drawings. So things like UFOs, babies, robots, and dancing figures. So the work that they were producing was quite different, but they both used the street as their canvas and they were both trying to send a message. So their work was thematically and stylistically different from a lot of other people in the New York City graffiti scene. And I guess they grabbed each other's attention. So when you grab the attention of someone, it means you really make them pay attention and notice what you're doing. So the two of them couldn't be any more different. So Basquiat was a black African-American who was very often the subject of harsh racism. And Keith Haring was white. And Keith Haring was also gay and was possibly also criticized for that as well. Now Basquiat often placed a crown on his black male subjects. And this was to especially celebrate the African-American athletes and musicians. Now it was their differences that I think made them so fascinated with each other. And then this also helped their friendship to be really strong. So after they met for the first time in 1979 at Manhattan School for Visual Arts, they became really good pals. So pals is a good way of saying friends or good friends. And then they became part of a community of artists. Now Keith Herring said in 1979, soon after I first arrived in New York, I began following Jean-Michel's work. So he noticed Jean-Michel's work when he first saw the simple sentences that him, along with another collaborator, were spraying onto the buildings, the bridges, and also the walls in the city. And Keith really loved the fact that someone else was trying to spread controversial messages, controversial and political messages, by using the, the walls of New York and also the subways. Now, Keith believed that Jean-Michel was a newborn philosopher. He was really starting to admire some of the works that he was putting on the, on the walls. And both of them had a huge respect for each other. So they weren't rivals, but the rivalry between them inspired them to get better at their art. Now, interestingly, Basquiat's most formative friendship began in 1979 when none other than Andy Warhol bought a hand-painted postcard from the young artist. So we can see this uh, friendship, this artistic triangle friendship starting to form. Now when Haring's friend Jean-Michel uh, Jean Basquiat died of a drug overdose at the age of 27 in New York in 1988, he paid homage to him with his artwork entitled a pile of crowns, and he wrote him a really touching obituary, which was just 
which was displayed in the recent exhibition of the two artists in Melbourne. So I was able to read this, this obituary in this exhibition. It was a really touching tribute, which was written by Keith Haring. Now, if you want to, you can actually view the exhibition at the NGV in Victoria. I guess because everything that was happening, they decided to put it online. So you would, you're able to see this exhibition online by visiting the website. So I'll put that link in the show notes. So how did it all end up with all the three friends? What happened to them all? Well, unfortunately, Andy Warhol died from a heart attack on the 22nd of February in 1987. And this was following a routine operation at just the age of 60. And at the time, Keith felt like he'd really lost an incredible teacher and his biggest mentor. He said at the time, Andy's life and work made my work possible. He set the precedent for the possibility of my work to exist. So when you set the precedent for something, it means that you allow other people to follow in your footsteps, to be able to do a similar thing, but Andy had done the hard work. He'd, he'd spoken a lot to people. He had done what he wanted to do and people were accepting his work. And because of that, it allowed Keith's work to also be accepted by people. So he was setting the precedent. And Keith described Warhol as the real modern artist. So he was absolutely devastated when he passed away. And then after that, he decided to go to Europe and do his solo show, which he exhibited in Belgium. And a year after Warhol died, this is when Jean-Michel Basquiat died of a drug overdose, when he was only 27, in New York in 1988. And as I was saying, Keith wrote a very touching obituary to his friend. All through his life, Keith had been a really strong advocate for AIDS awareness. He'd been writing messages on the walls in New York. He'd been talking a lot about it. And on the 11th of February, he himself died from the disease at only the age of 31. Now, it seems like the friendships between Andy Keith and Jean-Michel really helped all of them during their careers, even though Keith and Jean-Michel's life was very short. It brought them together and allowed their work to exist. And their work continues on today, which is the great thing about their work. They're so well-known and popular that their work continues today. And it's just a shame that all of them died so young. Now, if you want to find out a little bit more about Keith Haring, the Keith Haring Foundation has a website and they also sell merchandise. They sell paintings of uh, and prints of Keith Haring. And I also use a lot of the resources on the website when I'm working with children. Uh, we do some activities and I teach them a little bit about the life of Keith Haring. So I'll put the link to the Keith Haring Foundation there. I also have a journal which was, which has the title on the front that art is for everybody. And that is exactly what Keith Haring believed. He fundamentally believed that art was for everybody. 
So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, a shorter one. I'm trying to keep them shorter now so that it doesn't take me as long to make and they're a bit easier to listen to, I guess. So you'll be able to find the show notes on the website. And as I said, I've put a video in the show notes as well that you'll be able to look at. You can do some interactive activities with the video and learn a little bit more about Keith Haring's life. So I look forward to speaking to you again in the not so distant future. I won't make the break between this episode and the next episode quite as long. And in the next episode, I will be sharing a video about something related to art and design. And we'll talk about some of the vocabulary from that video. And I'll post the video in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to share it with somebody. And also, if you would like to see the transcript of today's episode, go to the website www.artianglais.com slash podcast. And I'll see you soon. Bye.